Hey everybody, welcome to episode 204 of the Bite Me Podcast. I'm going to tell you something right now. Um, about six feet over my head, there's a spider. It's been there all day. My wife named it Creepy, and she is convinced that at some point in time during this podcast, it is going to leap uh, six feet off the wall at me for no apparent reason. I've told her that, that spiders don't, don't do that. I think that's how spiders work. But there's no reason for a spider to do that, but she is convinced that it is going to happen. And I asked her why, and she said karma. And I'm like... That implies you I, did something bad. What have I done to deserve a spider jumping at me from six feet away? And she's like, all the things you've done to spiders. I'm like, I am a nice spider. I don't... Like, I mean, the worst thing that I do to spiders is I take every single one of them that lives inside and takes them outside, yep. which kills the majority of them because they're inside spiders and not outside spiders. But... Mm. I like to think that's like a circle of life kind of thing. That's um, casting assumptions. They might find a nice insulated place outside. Right. And they might survive. I figure they have a better chance outside than they do being squished to death inside. Right. I think. They um, have my, a chance. My wife also, though, believes that you can vacuum up a spider and like it'll survive the vacuuming, which I think is probably true. But then she like puts it in the garbage. She's like, it'll just live at the dump. I'm like, I don't, I don't think that's how it works anyway if, if at some point in time during the next hour hour and a half you hear just a scream followed by like a bunch of like rustling noises that is because creepy the spider jumped off the ceiling onto my head but at the very least it won't get stuck but in my hair what if he just leaps to give you a hug oh an eight-legged eight spider legs. hug yeah or eight I bet arms just, to do it with i bet you spiders would give great hugs yeah You'd feel very secure. Very loved. They could wrap you in a web and Aww. suck out all it's your like juices. Nice little, it's kind of like, like, make like a blanket burrito, but with silk. I do have a lot of juices. More in an exanguination way. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm Cliff Johnson. I'm one of your co-hosts. I'm also joined today by Colby. That's Woo! me. That's the, that was the most confusing <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Colby said, that's me, and Dylan... Said woo. Dylan's here too. I I don't I don't know woo, what's going on. Woo. Anyway, we're all here. Uh, we're gonna talk about what we're playing. Colby played forty five games again today. Woo! Which is great. Uh, we got some news. Uh, Fallout Four. This is kind of a this is a weird title. So I'm gonna say it now, and then we'll get some more details later. Fallout Four runs at sixty frames per second on Xbox Series X, and you're like, well, that's great. But like Fallout Four came out. When did you get married, Cole? Uh, five years ago this month. Congratulations. Uh, Fallout 4 came out five years ago. Of course it's going to run, but there's actually a little more to it than that. Uh, Amazon is uh, taking Crucible out beside uh, uh, behind the woodshed and, you know, old yellering old it. Yellering. Yeah. Uh, you can, you know, I titled this Make Your Own Stadia with Rainway, and that's actually really, really overselling what you can do with Rainway, but it's pretty cool. We'll talk about that. Uh, updates on the PS4 to PS5 save transfer, like Sony came out and gave some information on this. It's not great. Uh, and Microsoft is bringing xCloud to iOS in 2021. Did we already talk about this? Uh, I feel like we talked about this, but I don't think we made it a headline. Like, I may have just mentioned it in passing. So we're going to talk about it again. Uh, also, honestly, you can run Doom on anything. Like, literally anything. I've got two examples. They're both pretty good. We got questions from Vinny, Big Chappie. Is Big Chappie one of your friends, Dylan? I think so. He uh, was Chappie. Now he's Big Chappie. Big Chappie. I love that it. Is, that's Austin. I thought it might be Princess Megan, Charisma Icon, Princess Man Socks. We got uh, some cheap free games, a bunch of new stuff from Game Pass and the Epic Game Store. But first, Dylan, how many 
wins do you have in Fall Guys? Not very many, but I have zero. Nice. I have zero. You have like a couple. Like if it's more than zero, Dylan, it's it's more than zero. See, it's impressive. And Vinny has 69. That is that is good. That yeah. is good. Tell me about Fall Guys. Tell me about Fall Guys Season 2. Um, Have you seen the Big Yetus? There are a lot of Big Yetuses. Um Fall Guys Season 2 is pretty cool. Um, the fantasy theme, I think, is pretty neat. And I think all the new stuff looks better than the stuff from launch, I guess. Um, just from even like the obstacle courses and stuff, like the new Night Fever race is really really neat and well designed and awesome um i think having the addition of i believe three new levels total um is really good at adding enough variety that makes the game feel like it has variety instead of playing a lot of the same stuff i think it it was like the magic number that kind of made everyone feel like each time you play you're kind of getting a different smattering of of uh, races and games and things nice um, and i i know that not necessarily all the levels are going to stick around necessarily so i think based on feedback of what like because there's like a egg scramble one where you like collect eggs but it, it will that one's pretty hard once you're down or once you're up it's very hard to turn the tide yeah. so a game like that may or may not stick around because of how it's how it's um viewed but like the new hoopsie legends is pretty cool which is a twist on legends (laughs) on the other hoop games where you jump through hoops to score points except this one is not a team game and you have to jump through six hoops and then you move on to the next round um but gold hoops are still worth five so if you find a gold hoop and jump through it you just need to jump through one other hoop um that one is pretty fun i think so i i would i would imagine that one's going to stick around along with night fever um it's definitely a fun game though and i if you haven't had a chance to check it out i recommend doing so now because there's even more stuff than before um and definitely playing it with people so if that's something you want to do there are people that are interested in playing it with people so um go ahead and um let us know and people playing it a lot i like to play it when Vinny plays it and then I know Jacob's been playing it with us, and it, it's a lot of fun, I think, when you have a group of people playing it rather than just playing it by yourself. Like, I won't really play it by myself because I find it, I don't know, I'd probably just play something else in those instances. But um, other than that, I have been playing The Sea of Thieves, and I am a baby step away from being a pirate legend finally after like Holy two cow. plus years or whatever. So I think I may do that tonight. Um, just jump on the computer. I have one last merchant level to do, and then I will be a pirate legend. Congrats, man! I, uh, I I hope we actually play both of these games during Extra Life. I think these would both yeah. be be fun Extra Life games. So that's yeah. that's a big deal, though. Pirate Legend is not it's a not lot easy. Of, it's a lot of time that you have to put into the game to do it. I think it's a, a quite a bit easier now with the additional stuff they did, just because it's easier to do things. Sure, like it's easier to get loot and and turn it in and the new emissary system is pretty neat um so again another game that it's like 
I recommend this. Now's the time to jump in if you haven't. I know we actually got a crew of four the other night, which I hadn't really played with, and it was super fun. Everyone had a good time. So I think it is a game that is kind of getting some interest from players that have been kind of just on the outside of it, maybe played it or dabbled a little bit at launch or throughout the years until now. But I think now is definitely a great time to, to jump in and sail if that interests you and you like pirates and or booty. That's super cool. I like that a lot, man. That's very cool. Nice. Uh, Cole, do you want to talk about uh, some of the stuff you've been playing? The the laundry list of video games you've been playing? Yes. Um, I'll kind of go through it quickly, though. You're fine. Um, I beat Legend of Skyfish and Beyond Blue. Nice. Um, They're both really good. Uh, Beyond Blue was really kind of fun and chill. I'll probably go back to that at some point and maybe get the the achievements that i didn't get sure um then i started playing a game called wuppo i I think you should i think the thing i need to preface wuppo with is colby sent me like i don't know the 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 cover of wuppo and i guessed like four times what the name of this game was and the font is so bad that wuppo wasn't even one of the guesses not even close oh are you playing wuffalo i'm like no no i'm not yeah it's good um, Wuppo is an interesting game. Uh, you're, it's not like a hand-drawn look. I don't know how to describe its look. Um, I don't know, vaguely MS Paint drawn look. <laughs> so hand-drawn, just not hand-drawn yeah. well. Well, I mean, it is. It's if it, it's if MS Paint was prettier. Yeah. Um, and you play as a little... Wum, I think they're called, and that is a little circle guy with four legs, and you get kicked out of your apartment, and I don't know, you gotta go on kind of a little adventure, and it's real kind of weird, you're basically, I think, trying to unite the four different, like, um, I don't know, things that used to be in charge of the world that are now fighting with each other. Um, I, I told Cliff that, like, every so often I'll start a game and, like, after about an hour playing it, go, how the hell am I going to describe this game on the podcast? And that's kind of one of these games is that it's it's a... I don't know, it's not like a... Uh, what are those side-scrolling kind of adventure game? It's Platformy yeah, it's yeah. not platform. I mean, but it also kind of is, and it's got kind of puzzles. It's I don't know. I I would not also I would not be able to describe what the look of it is. Yeah, but the look of it is adorable. I really 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 like the visuals. I don't know. The, 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 the Steam store says play as an exiled wum looking for a new home in this bizarre but charming world filled with strange creatures, puzzles, monsters, and political chaos. Yeah, and that's like you, you've got to fight. Uh, there's not a ton of bad. Well, there are bad guys, but mostly it's just boss fights. Interesting. Um, at the first, there's like these bad guys and you're fighting them and you find out like, oh, no, they're cool. The, the only reason they attack you is because you attack them first. Interesting. Um, and you get to the end, and they're like, hey, why'd you kill all of us? I'm like, sorry. Like, I thought you were attacking me. And it's like, well, we weren't. We're perfectly fine. And you you killed us. I'm like, sorry. They're like, we want a dollar for every one of the guys you killed. I'm like, 
okay, that seems fair. Did you have and, to pay reparations in a uh-huh, video game call? Yeah. And, like, you gave, I only killed 13 because I realized that they weren't attacking me, and so I'm like, oh, I guess I could stop. And I paid 13 bucks, and they're like, okay, cool, we can be friends now. Huh. Um, can you, do you think you could do, like, a pacifist run in it? Well, you can't because there are, um boss fights that you have to fight but other than that like i haven't really run into any bad guys interesting and so yeah it, it's it's kind of an interesting game and it's got actually really good reviews on xbox it's got and, really good reviews on steam too and it's quite it's fun but like it's also one of those games that i you know i keep saying this but like i I don't know. It's a game that feels like it might be a little too long. I'm about four hours into it. And apparently it's about 10 hours. And if it was six hours, I think it would be really good, but I don't know if I'm going to finish it. Sure. Um, despite the fact that it is kind of fun. Um, I don't know. It's a good game. And if you can, I got it for, I think $2 or something. And it's definitely worth that. Um, it's like I said, it's just really hard to kind of describe. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's fun. We'll go with that. Nice. Very nice. The, then I played Bleed 2. Um, and that is just like a kind of running gun bullet hell kind of game. And uh, I think I paid a dollar for it because it was on sale. And I did not know that there was a Bleed 1, but apparently you played that this yeah, week. Yeah, I, I played Bleed 1 this week, strangely yeah. enough. So, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a fairly short game. I think I beat it in like two hours. Yeah, that's Maybe why. a little I, bit less or a little bit more. That's actually why I started playing it is I sorted my uh, Steam library by like time to beat. And uh, I was like, I don't know. I'll just knock off some of these like one and two hour games. Yeah. So I, I played it um, remote play on my like phone upstairs. And it's, it's probably not a great remote way to play, play that game. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm playing it on a controller, but it's it's it, it's definitely a game you probably want a controller and a TV for. Well, and if there's any lag, I can imagine that uh-huh. game is <laughs> real difficult because yeah. it is very precise and like it, it does. Bleed One have the kind of time slowdown mechanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. where you can slow down time and kind of like jump between bullets and. Yeah, it's cool. It's got a really cool bullet, ha- or uh, yeah, like a, t- a bullet time mechanic, and it also has a really cool um, triple jump mechanic. Yeah, but it's not like like you're used to a double jump where you can just jump once and then jump higher, and the triple jump is actually directionable. Yeah. yeah, so you can you jump once and then you can jump again and choose which direction you're jumping in and then jump again. Um, the only complaint I really had about it, and it's maybe one that I could fix and I just didn't, is that the jump button is assigned to your right trigger and I don't ever want my right trigger to be assigned to a jump button. It's really not optimal for so, it. So oddly, I don't think it is in bleed two, but in Wuppo, that was a problem that it yeah. was the left trigger was your jump button. And like, I use that for a little bit. I'm like, no, no, this isn't going to do. <laughs> yeah. I just don't want my jump button to be a uh-huh. controller pull. So yeah, yeah, that's, it's all right. And then I played where the bees make honey. I'm so interested in this because I've almost played this game like 45 times. Don't. Okay. Don't. Don't. I will say that. And I'm going to I'm gonna tell a little story before I, love stories. I do Where the Bees Make Honey. So when I, this is probably five, six, seven, eight years ago, somewhere in there. Did you want to be a beekeeper? Is that no. where the story's going? No. no. Okay. Um, 
I needed to get a gift for Father's Day or my dad's birthday. I don't remember which one it was. And I was trying to think of something, couldn't figure out anything. And our mailbox was like kind of broken. Uh, it was old, you know, like the, the little flap was like constantly hanging down. I think the, the flag had been broken off kind of thing. I'm like, I had an idea. My dad likes a soccer team and I'm like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy a mailbox and paint it with the logo of the soccer team. And so I went, wait, and I wait, are it. we not going to shout out real salt Lake, the best yeah. soccer team in the world? Uh, yeah. But I don't think anyone knows that. I mean, Colby's wearing a shirt. Come on. I am. Um, so I went and bought a mailbox and I bought some spray paint because their, their colors are like red, blue, and yellow. And uh, I'm like, I'm going to make a cool stencil, spray paint it on, you know, paint the colors and it's going to be great. Had it all envisioned in my head. So I got all this stuff and I, I got an X-Acto knife and I tried i went to cut out the uh the the like kind of logo with the st- with like in cardboard so i could spray paint it on and in my head it was great it was going to be amazing and then my hands went <laughs> no that's not gonna no no and so i tried that tried to get it could not do it and spent way too long trying to get it and it just looked like garbage i'm like okay Maybe I can go with like their older kind of logo, not logo, but like there's a kind of stylized RSL. And I'm like, I'll just do that. That'll be easier. So I cut it all out and it looked okay. And then the spray paint was, I mean, spray paint's not as easy as you think it is. And it, you know, sometimes if you get too close, it, you know, goes down and it, it you know, drips. And what I'm getting at is that. In my head, this was going to be an amazing project and was going to look fantastic. And then when I was done, I might have well as handed him like a macaroni card that a three-year-old did and be like, I made this for you because it looked like garbage. So my final question before we get on to how this ties into your video game is, did you still give it to him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, did I spent he, did way he put too it long. Oh, no, no. Okay. He, he took it to Washington, though, so I guess there's something. I don't think he has a mailbox out here. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, so what? why I told this story is because I can only assume the maker of this game, whose name is Brian Wilson, not the Beach Boy, hmm. um, had this idea in his head of how amazing this game was going to be. And in the end... What he created was the, you know, macaroni card made by a three-year-old. <laughs> oh, poor it, dude. And finally following. It, uh, it, it is a game. Um, and I think, you know how you mentioned, uh, like, Fractured Minds? How you're like, something tells me that whoever made this game thought this was, like, this deep, introspective uh-huh. look of something. And I'm like, I don't know, she was, like, 16, so maybe cut her some slack. Brian Wilson is not 16, so I will not cut him slack. <laughs> um, this is supposed to be some sort of deep introspection about how, like, when you were a kid, everything was great and you were free. And then you're, you know, have to go into this soul-sucking career and you're not not free anymore, which don't get me wrong. I agree with, um, but not done very well. And 
it handles incredibly poorly. Um, it's just not great. Luckily, I only paid a dollar for it. Um, any more than that, and I would have been like, I don't know, the the thousand gamer score I got from this game was definitely not worth it. Uh, that was the only thing I'm like, well, at least I got a thousand gamer points from this. It's a solid five out of ten on both Steam and the Microsoft Store. That is a damn lie. <laughs> oh man, that's too bad. And it is you- a solid two out of five, maybe. <laughs> the reviews on Steam are actually when you go into the actual rankings are mostly negative. <laughs> uh huh. It well, and I, it is one of those games that I really want to go look at the uh, the actual reviews for it because the pull quotes they have on it i'm like that that can't be right like um let's see what did GameSpot say about it uh, uh GameSpot said where the bees make honey is an absolutely gorgeous puzzle game and i can only assume that after that period is if you have some sort of head injury <laughs> and they just left that part off um it was outstanding by um video game autopsy it is an artistic masterpiece, and I can only assume not is in front of that, and they just cut that part out from um, Gaming Cipher. <laughs> it's an it's an artistic masterpiece. Dot dot. dot. All right, no, it, it's an it's it, what is it's a uh, it's dot 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 an artistic masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> like I can only assume they're like, whoa, no, we meant that like it's an artistic masterpiece. It's pretty. And we put like qu- no, it's not. Oh, the 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 screen. Like the, 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 it is a hundred percent not like some of it is okay looking. And then I don't know. So the problem is, is the younger girl is very cartoony Mm -hmm. and the, the older girl that, you know, that, that, you know, woman that she becomes is, um, nightmare fuel. (laughs) Uh, it's not good. Um, I'm, I'm glad this dude made it and I hope it makes him happy. But like, I don't know, it it needed to be in the hopper just a little Ooh. bit longer. The reviews on Steam are harsh. Like, As they kind harsh. of should be. It's a Kickstarter game, too. Oh. Well, <laughs> the first review is literally, a disclosure, I was a backer on the Kickstarter. The game was painful to finish. <laughs> it, it was, if it had, I think it only took me like an hour um, and it was super easy except for one level, which I probably said words that made sailors blush because of how just bad that one yeah. level was. That's too um, bad. But yeah, good on you, Brian Wilson. I, you know. Lying in bed. Lying just in bed. Like Brian Wilson did. Yep. Um, so after I did that, I play... Uh, I played Ugly Dolls, an imperfect adventure, which is... Is that based off the the movie? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh. How's that? Um, it's not bad. Uh, my kid saw it when I was looking through, like, the deals this week on Xbox, and she really liked it, and I looked at it and went like, well, that doesn't look too awful. Hmm. Um, and it's not. It's a perfectly fine kid's game. Sure. Um, I've only played it... Uh, I played it for, like maybe an hour and 15 minutes today so not a lot to say about it it's a kids game where you run around and try to get robots out of your world so you know it's fine yeah interesting yeah all right i can mind that 
And that's what I did. Cool. I, this week, I finished Carrion, which, um, Carrion's a tough game for me to, like, rate, because on one hand, like, getting to play as, like, a ginormous spaghetti monster and grabbing people and thrashing them about until, like, their body separates from their legs and then eating them is a is a very rewarding and fun experience. Yeah. Like it it is shockingly enjoyable to just like like there there'll be times where you'll pop into a room and no one in that room will have a gun and you just like viciously murder four or five six people and then eat them and incorporate their body into your body so you get bigger and it's a lot of fun. And then there are times in Carrion where you'll wander around for 20 minutes not knowing where you're supposed to go because there's no map and you have no idea what you're supposed to do. And it's exceptionally frustrating. Um, but probably the worst part of Carrion is um, during gameplay, you will gain size. So there are three sizes that your Carrion critter can be. There's like a, a small, medium, and large. And you have different abilities depending on how big you are. And there are quite a few portions of the game where it will make you like you can you can go into these special pools of water and get rid of your your mass and become a smaller carrion. And sometimes you need to do that in order to get past a particular puzzle. But then inside of that, um, there'll be a bunch of bad guys to fight. And the way your health bar works is it's directly tied to the size of your, your carrion. So the game essentially makes you make yourself weaker and then makes you fight a bunch of bad guys. And it's just not, it doesn't feel good. And you'll spend a lot of time like there's five guys in this room I need to kill. So I'm going to kill one of them and then I'm going to leave this room and go back to my last save point and save. And then I'm going to go back to that room and kill another one and then go back to my save point and save and then do that five times until I finally killed everyone in that room. And it just doesn't, it's not fun. It, it just takes a lot of the fun out of the game. Like I know that at some point in time, like for a game to... I guess progress like the enemies need to get more difficult in in concert with you getting stronger but that just makes that game not enjoyable like the, the I would have way rather had that game had like more puzzles in it and less combat like I would have it would have been fine with me if that game was just the only people in that game were just scientists with yeah. you know maybe a pistol at best and I could just murder them ruthlessly and I had to use like and I had to puzzle my way out of things rather than at the end game the bad guys having like energy shields that just melt you and flamethrowers that they can shoot at you through the floor. Yeah. Um I just I thought that the the combat in that game was its weakest part. Absolutely. Um well even to the point where the the guys that had the spike shields yeah, suck. are like one of the I think they're one of the first bad guys you fight and they're super hard at the first and they're super hard like even further into the game. Uh -huh. like, they don't get don't, any easier. No, no. It wasn't like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'm a little teeny little, you know, monster. Yeah. And so that makes sense. And then when I'm a huge hulking monster, I'm like, oh no, these guys sucks just as much. Yeah. And it, it just, it wasn't, I just, I beat it. Um, and like, I'll be honest, the ending was really good. Like it had a really clever ending. Um, 
But I think, again, like, I mean, it, it sounds dumb that, like, all we do is complain about long games. And what I mean is, like, <laughs> Carrion was five hours long. It should have been three. Um, because I really enjoyed the first three hours of it. And then it just got stupid. Yeah, I think I put about three hours in. Yeah. And I was like, that's enough. Like, I don't really... And the only reason I kept going was I just like needed another game to play, you know, Um, and I'm trying to get gamer score right now for some Microsoft reward stuff. And so it was like a a game that was pretty easy to get gamer rewards in. But I, I don't know, man, like I'd probably give it like a, a seven, maybe like a six and a half. Um, but if they, if they'd added a map, I'd add a full point to that. Uh-huh. Like I, it, it could have gone to a solid seven and a half, eight with just adding a map. And I, I know they did it on purpose and I know it was a design decision, but it was the wrong one. So, and, and, uh, even to the point that there are puzzles in the game and the puzzles were kind of enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like I said, I, I very much felt that the combat in that game is what kind of turned me away from it and the not having a map. Yeah, it was just a bummer. So it, it was okay. It's on Game Pass. So like, I, like I would highly recommend starting Carrion and playing it for an hour or two because like it's fun being this giant. Like I mean, literally, you look like a pile of like spaghetti and meatballs and raw meat. Like it's yeah. it's fun. Except you have teeth, lots of teeth, lots of teeth. So play it because it's free. But I, I don't I don't think there's any reason to finish that game at all. Um, but I'll be honest, like a shocking number of people did finish that game because the achievements, I don't, I mean, there's a game finishing achievement and I think it's like 20 or 30%, which is really high for a lot of games. So I don't know, whatever. It's okay. Um, I also played, I started Sea of Solitude, which is a game that came out, I'm going to say like nine months ago or 12 months ago, maybe. And I remember, I remember seeing it on like an E3 thing or a a game awards thing and thinking like, man, that game looks fun. Um, and it looks interesting. It's, it's supposed to be like one of those kind of like Greece or, um, uh, shoot. What's the mountain climbing one? Um, where your character is Madeline. Oh, Celeste. Celeste, you know, like it's a game that is abstractly about like depression or loneliness or, or whatever. And, and Sea of Solitude is, is literally a game that is, is supposed to be like a, a video game representation of the character's uh, loneliness and um, kind of disillusionment with people and, and how her parents treated her and, and so on and so forth. And I remember thinking like, that looks cool. And it looks like the metaphor really works. And then it came out and it got kind of middling reviews where it was getting like, you know, 6.5s or sevens. And I was like, nah, maybe, I, maybe I won't play it. Um, but it's free via EA access, I believe. So that means that it'll be in game pass in, um, like a month. Um, and I'm really enjoying it. I'm, I think it's another like five hour game and I'm like two or three hours into it. And I actually, I really think it works. Um, the gameplay is really fun. And the gameplay is not complicated either. It's, it's literally like you just kind of wandering around these worlds and interacting with things. And there's, there's some jumping puzzles and there's some, you know, little puzzle elements, but it's really mostly just, um, kind of interacting with the world and talking to people and, and learning about the main character and why, why she sees herself as a monster now and why the world she interacts with is full of monsters. Um, 
metaphorically, I guess. And it, I've, I've, I'm really enjoying it. I'm actually looking, uh, I'll probably finish it. Actually this week's, this weekend's extra life. So I probably will not finish it this weekend, but I'll probably finish it next weekend. And I'm, I'm really liking it. So see a solitude. I don't know if I would blanket say, Hey, play it. But like, if you like platformers that are kind of pretty and, and maybe aren't super into like, it's got some kind of combat esque stuff, but not that you don't have a gun or anything. Um, like, it, like probably if you like, like kind of an action walking simulator, it's pretty good. So, so check out Sea of Solitude, right? I know. I, I don't know exactly how to describe <laughs> it because like, I mean, there are things that will kill you, but it's like, you know, like it's like the demons that haunt your memories kind of things that are going to kill you. So, you know, it's not like, it's going to kill me. Yeah. Right. Um, I also briefly played a short hike, which is a game that I've been meaning to play for, I don't know, <laughs> probably since the end of last year. And I, I cannot talk much about it cause I've only maybe played 10 or 15 minutes of it. It was specifically to test out rainway, which we're going to talk about in a couple minutes. Um, but I really like what I see so far. It's kind of a, Again, kind of a kind of a walking sim. Like you're you're a character who has to get to the top of a mountain. It's like two hours long. It, it literally is a short hike and kind of the adventure you find on the way. So it's pixely. It's fun. Um, but I've I've liked it so far. So we'll we'll probably talk more about that uh, next week. We'll see. Maybe the week after. Um, before we go into news, uh, I would actually like to bring up Extra Life real fast. So if you have not joined our team yet, I highly recommend you do that. We are currently uh, the 441st team in Extra Life land, which is, you know, I mean, that's not bad. That's probably out of, I have to think, quite a few thousand teams. I don't I don't know exactly, but, you know, it's, it's let's see, I, I can actually find out. So that is out of, we're 441 out of, I don't know, my internet sucks. We'll come back to that. Um, we've raised $942, which is pretty good. We're, we're shooting for 6,000. So what I would recommend is if you are not on our team yet, uh, you should go to bitemepodcast.com slash extra life and join our team. If you are not interested in playing video games all weekend, like first of all, what's wrong with you? Uh, second of all, um, you could just donate to us instead. So you can, you know, send five bucks our way if you don't want to play video games. Like it's almost like penance. That's how I would I would put it. So. I won't be playing video games this weekend. How come? Um, uh, Amy has the day off on Sunday, and that doesn't happen very often. Pfft, screw her. She can and play video so games with you. I'll uh, I'll do it another weekend. You and Amy should play. I'll do it another weekend too. It's fine. I, I just another excuse to play video games. We maybe we'll do it again on November seventh and eighth. That's at, like actual extra lifetime. So. Yeah. Fine, Colby. You suck. I uh, didn't I didn't realize it was this week. <laughs> Wait, what day is that? The seventh and eighth. Or no, I'm sorry, the seventeenth and eighteenth. Okay. I mean we've only been talking about it for like two months, Cole. I can see how you'd miss it. How many times have I mentioned that I <laughs> do not pay attention to anything said? Anyway, I'm not gonna say on this podcast, I'm saying anything, anything said. I've said. That's fair. Uh there there are almost uh there are over thirty nine hundred extra life teams, so we're in the top four hundred. That is that is not too bad. Uh we're trying to raise six thousand dollars. like I said, you can go to bitemepodcast.com slash extra life to join our team or to or to make a donation to us. I would love to hit a thousand dollars. Uh, before Extra Life actually starts. So we're only $58 away from there. We've got a couple days. So your donations are absolutely welcome. Uh, other thing I would like to talk about is Patreon. You can go to Bite Me Podcast. Nope, you can't go there. You can go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast and support us. Uh, this is... 
this is kind of what keeps the podcast running. What, Colby? Are you making fun of me? <laughs> you would think that the amount of times you have to have said every week for how many times, and you still do. Buy me ca- podcast bags. Like, no, 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 that's not right. What I should Adrian. do, if I was smart, Cole, what I would just do is set up bitemepodcast.com slash Patreon to just redirect to the right <laughs> uh-huh. URL and that would actually solve this problem, but... It wouldn't, because you would still probably stop yourself and go, wait, no, patreon.com. Absolutely. That's why I don't do it. Alright, I'm going to thank our $10 patrons. These folks are what help keep the lights on around here, because um, we don't have Tom Bodette. Like, if we had Tom Bodette, we wouldn't need these people. He's still alive. Yeah, he is. I actually literally looked it up like two days ago. Tom Bodette is still alive. Um, and someone should buy is Tom Bodette alive and just have that say yes until it's not. Well, he's 65. That, he's that, not, it could be years. could be absolutely yeah, like, years. I don't want to pay for a thing for that long. <laughs> All right. So we got Sean Palmer. Thank you. John Tippins, Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte. Again, it is just a matter of time until the Palmers hostily take over this <laughs> podcast and make it their own. So I welcome our, our soon-to-be Palmer overlords. So thank you. And to all of our other patrons, we appreciate it. Again, you can go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast to support us doing what we do dylan do what you do i, I oh, hear wait. that the producers of our show want a giant spider robot in the next episode <laughs> 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 what <laughs> we'll just push them straight to wild wild west <laughs> yeah anyway news thank you dylan if you've never seen uh, if you're a kevin smith fan and you've never seen the evening with kevin smith series um he talks about Superman and Wild Wild West, and it is very funny. You want to know my favorite part about Wild Wild West? Mm. So a comedy movie, you okay. know, yeah. starring Will Smith. I've only seen it once, but yeah, that uh, drops the N word with the hard R in it. Really? Uh huh. <laughs> like, that was kind of surprising when you're in like this, like, oh look, Kevin Klein's dressed up as a woman, and um, oh, who's the bad guy? Uh famous actor that should not have been in wild wild west (laughs) uh yeah just like completely says it and you're like oh wow that uh, what i tell you man like the early late 90s early 2000s kenneth branagh wow was a wild and wacky time for movies like i think we're gonna look back on those times and go just like Oh, no. (laughs) Like, this is bad. All right. We're going to talk news now. Less movies, more video games. So um, Microsoft, like, probably two weeks ago was like, hey, guys, you know, so you know, um, like, Xbox games pretty much across the board run at 4K60 on uh, a Series X. Um, And you're like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. And they're like, well, you know, except for games that, that couldn't. And so... We're talking about um, Fallout 4. Fallout 4 is about a five-year-old game. It was probably locked at 30. And according to uh, Xbox compatibility program lead Peggy Lowe, the backwards compatibility team has developed new methods for effectively effectively doubling the frame rate on select titles. While not applicable for many titles due to the game's original physics or animations, these these new techniques the team has developed can push game engines to render more quickly for a buttery smooth experience beyond what the original game might have delivered due to the capability 
capabilities of the hardware. Backwards compatible games run natively on the Xbox Series X and S, run with the full power of the CPU, GPU, and SSD. There's no boost mode, no downclocking, the full power of the console for each and every backward compatible game. So what that means is, is Fallout 4 was probably locked at... 1080 30 frames a second on the one X they've actually developed software that allows us to double the frame rate in a game that does not support it just so it runs better on the series X. And like, to me that's important because the big differentiation I think between this, between the Xbox series X and the PlayStation five is their dedication to not just making these games run, but making sure they run well and take full advantage of the hardware. Um, and I think it's really interesting how much time Microsoft is taking into making sure like the existing game pass library, your existing video game library is going to work on, on the Xbox and how easy it's going to be to get things from uh, your existing library into your your library and your series x including they actually announced this week that um the xbox 360 if you wanted cloud saves you actually had to have um games with gold and they're actually opening that up free so if you have an xbox 360 and you're updating to any new console really um you will be able to transfer those saves over regardless into the cloud regardless of whether or not you have uh games with gold so just make it easier all around so one of the things that I think is kind of interesting about that, this, is that like when I think about it, I don't play a lot of Xbox 360 games. No. Um, but I think the reason why that is has nothing to do with, oh, they look bad or whatever. It's that uh, by Xbox 360, they had not kind of... Like, now you pick up a game and most of them feel... Pretty much the same. Exactly. You know, yeah. like it, there, there was no like, oh, okay, you know, you do this to do that. And so sometimes games feel real janky because you're like, why am I shooting with this A button? Aww. And why am I running by, you know, doing left trigger? <laughs> Thank you, and GTA why can't, 5. <laughs> yeah. Like, why can't I, I, you know, change those? And with this console generation i don't think you're going to have that as much yep. and so five years from now uh or probably not five but you know three years from now i'll probably still be playing xbox yep. one games because they will feel similar to that kind of thing i may be wrong on that i mean it may be that you know three years from now you know who knows the left trigger might just be the standard run button and everything goes with that but i don't think so i think they've got that locked down pretty well yeah and so i'll be interested to see if in three years if i am playing more just xbox games that i missed this generation I, versus 360 games that i missed but i'm like i don't do i want to go back and play that i think with the new gen new console generation's ability to like upscale things and make things look better and run faster and so on and so forth. Like they were actually saying the other day that I think that most of the Xbox, like almost all Xbox backwards compatible games will actually be able to take advantage of things like HDR as well. Oh, Even nice. if they weren't originally programmed for them, they, they will make colors brighter. I swear to God, I saw fusion frenzy the other day running with HDR on <laughs> like, I, I did not I, like, don't take that as gospel nope, because it as gospel. I, I didn't write it down, but, I swear to God I saw that. But I think this will be the first console generation in at least two where I don't just like get my new console and take my other one and never play another game off of it. 
Um, And so much of it is because of things like Game Pass and backwards compatibility, where I, I think you're right. I think two or three years from now, it's going to become less like, oh, I'm playing an Xbox game, and it's more like, you know, now when I load up a Xbox game that's on the 360, it's like very obvious, like, I'm loading up an Xbox 360 mm-hmm. game. Like, it has to load, like, that emulation and all that stuff. And because I don't think you're going to see that on Xbox One games, um, I think that the barrier between playing an old game and playing a new game are going to be way different. Well, and a lot of 360 games did not have the option to like, oh, I want to change this, you know, controller yep, layout. Absolutely. I think almost all Xbox One games have that option. Well, I think so it's actually even built it, into the yeah. system. I think you can I think you can default change a lot of that stuff and yeah. it'll go across all games. So, yeah, I agree. It'll be in, like, it'll be interesting to see if people are pay, playing more backwards compatible because it will feel more like these. Well, and I, I just I wonder know. if it'll even be a thing of like like now when I'm playing a backwards compatible game, it is very obvious to me that I am playing a backwards compatible game. Where I think maybe for this next generation of games, it's going to be like I'm just playing a game and it happens to have been a game that launched on the Xbox One. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I guess the thing is, is like you don't when you're playing on the PC. You don't ever think about like, well, I'm playing a backwards compatible game. Like, no, you're just playing an old game. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's and I think that this series, this this generation jump is going to be more like that. It's not. It's not that I'm playing a backwards compatible game. I'm just playing a game from six years ago. So, I think it's good. And like on a PC, like that game will probably look better today than it did six years ago when it launched. Even if yeah. you can't do things like you know get updated texture packs and stuff for for your xbox so although i mean to be honest there's no reason you can't like that is completely something that is capable via um via the xbox i mean there are mods for fallout skyrim and stuff yeah so i don't know uh all right amazon is uh like we've talked about crucible a number of times which is interesting just because it's a game i don't think any of us has ever played like i i had no interest in it did anyone play no that's actually maybe the problem (laughs) so crucible if you do not remember is a game uh, like the first game maybe launched by amazon game studios um it was like a I don't know. There was three modes when they launched and it was kind of overwatchy and kind of MOBA-y. And I, I remember us saying literally when it first came out, like, man, it seems like a lot of weird to separate game modes to launch all at once. And then like two weeks later, they're like, and we're pulling two of them. We're like, oh, okay, I guess that makes sense. And then about a week after that, they're like, and we're going back into closed <laughs> beta. <laughs> and I said, Okay, I guess that makes sense. And today the announcement was, and we're never coming out of closed beta. So um, Amazon's kind of like zero for one on game launches right now. Um, And their other game launch is some, like, I think you have to give Amazon credit for going like, we're going to make a game. We're going to launch our own video game studio. And what we're going to do instead of, you know, like maybe easing into this a little bit, the first game we're going to make is going to try and take on overwatch. Um, (laughs) And if that doesn't work, the next game we're going to make is going to try and take on world of Warcraft. Um, Like I like that Amazon's swinging for the fences. It's just kind of disappointing. I guess that it was like a hard swing and a miss. So It's a bummer. If you ever wanted to play Crucible, it's still, it's not dead yet. It's, uh, they're letting it limp along for another month or so. So I guess, I guess if you enjoy playing games that died a grisly, nasty death, there's still time. You can still get in on that. Um, I I only wish that Amazon, like, do you guys remember, uh, what was the other 
am uh overwatch competitor that that didn't battleborn make it. battleborn yeah when battleborn didn't make it um that was an epic game right Mm-hmm. Epic just open sourced Battleborn and said, "Like, here's all the models from the game. Here's all the the stuff. Like, go for it." And there are, I think, five or six games based off of like the Battleborn code base and graphic base and model base that actually launched, including one huh. that I think is actually just kind of like Battleborn 2.0. So I think it'd be nice if, as as a as a programmer. And as someone who's worked on this for presumably two or three years, I think I would feel better about it getting, you know, like we said, old Yellard. Um, if at least like people could learn something from <laughs> the mistakes I'd made, yeah. but I don't know, whatever. Well, yeah, don't just like throw it all in the trash. Like, yeah, get it out, put it out there, and let. I think that about so know. many canceled games. Like, if if like, what do you stand to lose? I guess. I mean, I guess right. there's proprietary stuff in them, but. Yeah, like I'm sure, like, hey, don't you can use this, but you can't use it like this. I guess, yeah. like, yeah, don't let them just completely put out the exact same game and find a player base later. But, but I mean, like, I guess if they do, like, more power to you, or, or put it right. in some sort of. I mean, that's how kind of like the the Unity engine and the Unreal Engine work is that if you like make less than I don't know, let's say fifty thousand dollars, I don't know what the actual number is. Right, you don't pay anything for the engine, but if you make more than fifty thousand dollars, we get a ten percent cut. Like, why not? Yeah. Like, absolutely right. why not? Yeah, there's nothing to lose, and I don't know. Maybe it ends up making a game that never had a would have had a chance before, and then ultimately you might end up making money off of yep. the time you spent putting into it in the first place. Well, there were so many cool, like, back in the days, like, late 90s, early 2000s, like, the modding scene. Like, do you remember, like, I don't know if this will mean anything for you, Dylan, but do you remember the concept of total conversions, call? Yes. Yeah, so, like, what it was is you'd take, like, a Doom and change out everything in it to make something else. So there was like a, I remember the one I remember is there was an aliens total conversion for doom that made it. Do you remember when I tried to make one of those? I do. Do you remember how the walls breathed? Um, No, it was a different one. Different one. (laughs) Um, But like they would, they would just replace everything in it with other stuff and make cool games based on it. And that scene kind of died. I think when things became a little more corporate and a little less easy to mod, um, but I would love to see that kind of come back and, and doing something like open sourcing crucible is, is the kind of thing that generates that, that kind of creativity. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, like I said earlier, um, I, I, my headline was make your own stadia with rainway and that's, that's a little bit disingenuous, but, um, rainway is actually kind of interesting. Um, I had not heard of it until yesterday, but apparently it's been around since like June or July. It's actually a local Seattle company. And what they do is um, like, I've been playing a lot of steam remote play lately, which is you have steam on your computer and you install uh, a steam app on your phone or your tablet. Um, I think there's a couple other places you can install it and you, can then connect a controller like an Xbox controller or a PS4 controller to your phone and stream video games from your gaming PC to your phone in another room. And it's been kind of a good way for me to like get in a couple minutes of gaming at night, um, so on and so forth. But the only downside is you are limited to only playing Steam games. Like there's no, you know, there's no way to play your Epic games or your any of that other stuff. And uh, Rainway is actually trying to um, change that. So you install, why, why do you keep laughing when I say Rainway, Call 
Oh no, I was I was looking at something else. Oh, Colby Colby was looking at other funny things on the internet. It was, <laughs> I was. Colby's reading Twitter. Um, I am. Rainway is a app that you install on your gaming PC, and then another app you install on your phone, um, or your tablet, or it'll run through a Chrome browser. Um, and there's also, I think, it'll run on Fire Sticks and uh, Apple TVs. It's just an app you install, and then. Uh, you start it up and it will play Epic games. It'll play steam games. It'll play riot games. It'll play you play games and it works pretty seamlessly too. Like I didn't have to do anything. I just installed it on my desktop and installed it on my phone and popped it up. And because I had installed, um, a short hike, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago on, uh, Epic because it was a free Epic game. It just showed up and I could just go in and start playing. It was actually probably easier to set up honestly than steam remote play, which requires some like configuration and fiddling and stuff. Um, the downside is I don't think it works as well. Um, I play mostly upstairs in bed and my Wi-Fi is okay up there, but I mean, it has to go all the way upstairs. Um, I do have a mesh network, which helps, but like my, my network, like my speed in my room is not great. It's, it's good. Um, and steam works pretty well. And I rarely get like, I get sound stutters occasionally, but like the gameplay is generally pretty good. And this was like pretty unplayable. Like you could maybe play something that didn't require like any, like precision at all, but I was getting a lot of like rubber banding, but I tried it again this morning in my living room, which is way closer to where my internet is. And it worked great down here. So the people that kind of like the, the place I found out about it originally, I think it was IGN and the person who reviewed it there said like they played for like five hours and had no problems whatsoever. It was like playing on a PC and then they played again later and it was garbage. So, you know, it, it might be one of those things where you're kind of, your mileage may vary. I'm going to keep trying it because there are a ton of Epic games that I've gotten for free that I really want to play um but you know like i said it, it might be a, a good way to play some of those games on your phone that you don't play at your pc if you you know want to do it and theoretically you can play it outside your house too like you have to have really really good internet at your house and you have to have really really good internet wherever you are um but theoretically it'll do that way too so it's called rainway i think it's just like rainway.com or something like that search for rainway i'm sure you'll find it pretty cool um all right so we talked about uh, PS4 to PS5 transfers the other day. And we're like, it's, I mean, these launch, what, a month from two days ago, right? PS5 comes out November 12th. Is that right? Something like yeah. that. And they had not mentioned at all how save games for all these backwards compatible games were going to transfer from the PS4 to PS5. And you will be happy to know that there is finally an answer. Sony has come out and said, like how that process is going to work. Um, as you'll recall earlier, we were talking about the Xbox. The Xbox just created a system that all games will work inside of, and it just happens. Like there's no there's no anything to do. It just it just works. It it all syncs to the cloud and, and downloads to your new system. Um, Sony's system is going to be um, uh, every developer is just gonna just gonna do it differently, or maybe not do it at all. We just leave that up to developers. Like like. You know, it's like to make a, a to make a, an analogy that a lot of people that listen to this podcast may not like. It's kind of like the libertarian approach to um, 
save game development. Um, we'll let the states decide. Anyway. Um, Don't see how that could ever be. I, <laughs> nor do I. So it's not, it's not great. Um, I, again, like, f- if you love your PS, PlayStation 4 or 5, whatever, I'm so happy for you. I'm so glad you do. And I just don't understand why Sony can't get their shit together, though. Like, why can't they just say, we made a system with their, like, they literally released the 12 games that won't, won't be backwards compatible. I had heard of none of them. So great. Like, all of your games are backwards compatible. Why, why, why can't you figure this out? <laughs> But whatever, it's fine, I guess. It's absolutely fine. <sighs> anyway, that's that. Uh, Microsoft is officially bringing xCloud to iOS in 2021. Like, we talked about Luna, the Amazon streaming service, what, a week or two ago? And yeah. and talked about how that is going to come to iPhones via um, Safari. Microsoft has announced that they are going to do something very similar. It's uh, reportedly working on a direct-to-browser-based solution that allow uh, xCloud games to be able to play on iOS and on iPads via uh, presumably Safari, but I, I guess it could be Chrome or something as well. Uh, Phil Spencer revealed during an interview with Business Insider and The Verge that at a recent all-hands meeting, he stated, we will absolutely end up on iOS. We will end up on iPhones and iPads with Game Pass. So I was a little bit uh, bummed that that wasn't happening now. I'm still a little bummed that that isn't happening now, but, you know, it'll, it'll happen eventually. It just looks like I'll have to wait until next year, so... That's okay. And pretty soon, I know that the next update to the Game Pass or the Xbox app on your iPhone will allow you to stream remotely your, your Xbox within your house. So that's, that's close enough. All right. Final news for the week. You can run Doom anywhere, like literally anywhere. Um, there are two ways you can run Doom anywhere now. So, like, I think, I mean, we talked about a couple weeks ago about Doom running on a pregnancy test, right? So, yes. Yeah. Can run anywhere. And, like, you've been able to put Doom on a calculator for a while like i remember even back i played doom on my calculator yeah i think i think i played doom on my calculator in like the late 90s so like i I mean it's been a thing for a while um but could you imagine playing doom on your calculator powered by potatoes no, I can't imagine it. <laughs> have you ever done the experiment where you like light a light bulb with potatoes? I think a lot of people have done that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this guy, uh, first of all, of course, this dude is from Idaho. Like, I mean, obviously from Idaho, got a hundred pounds of potatoes and it was originally going to try to power a, uh, a uh, raspberry Pi with with potatoes that did not work he couldn't like I, he, he wasn't sure if it was just he didn't have enough potatoes um or if uh you know just something with the voltage didn't work anyway um part of the process of doing this is you have to boil them first because it makes them more conductive i guess so he had a hundred pounds of boiled potatoes all strung together with wires in his garage and and his raspberry pi thing didn't work so so he got his calculator and was going to try that. Unfortunately, in between those times, the potatoes started molding. So he got Doom running on his calculator with 100 pounds of moldy potatoes. It's a great story. It's a great story. The other thing that uh, 
we've got Doom running on. This is not Doom. This is Doom Eternal. So brand new spanking version Ooh. of Doom. Uh, someone got it running on a fridge. And <laughs> the interesting part about this is um, Game, or I'm sorry, xCloud will run on any Android device. So people have gotten xCloud running on Fire TVs. They've got it running all sorts of places. Um, it runs in some of them better than in others, but apparently a uh, a Samsung TV or a Samsung refrigerator with a TV built into it has enough oomph for whatever to sideload. It run, they run Android, so you can sideload xCloud onto it and actually play Doom Eternal on your fridge and just crazy. I, I love it so much, but like I am actually super interested to think about all of the places you eventually will be able to run X cloud. Like it's really interesting when all it is, is on a fridge, yeah, on a fridge. <laughs> um, but I kind of wonder if eventually you'll be able to buy like wacky streaming devices that all they do is run Android and let you run it on a TV. Um, I'm interested. What do you, what do you think? Call? I'm just wondering, like, I, why does the fridge have a TV? How much money do you have to have when you put a, a, a fridge TV in your house? Like, do you remember, you know, you, you see the, like, when you were a kid, what, uh, what, what did you think made people rich? Mm -hmm. And like, to me, having one of those fridges that had the, the water and ice in it was like, kind of like a signifier. Same. Like, wow. I have one of those now too. Am I rich? Um, well, I mean, I have a fridge that is six inches shorter than a standard fridge and <laughs> does not have that. So richer than I am. I mean, mine came with my house. I didn't actually buy a so fridge. So did mine. Yeah, well, you know. Um, yeah, no, I agree. And I think the thing is, is I think having a fridge TV was one of those things that like was super cool, maybe five or six years ago, but now I wouldn't want one. Like I have an iPad. Why would I want, why would yeah. I want it tied into my fridge? I find stuff like that to be, it just makes maintaining that thing significantly harder. When, like uh -huh. this isn't a fridge anymore. It is a computer. Well, and you know, it's like, if you ever need to fix it, it is 1000 times more difficult. And you know that at some point in time that, f that, TV is going to break, but the fridge will still work. And so all you'll have is a screen on your TV that, or a screen on your <laughs> fridge that does nothing. Right. And I mean, I'll be frank. Like I have a hard time keeping my ice maker working. I don't know if I want to. Oh, ooh, look at who has an ice maker. <laughs> I know. Right. Uh, but like, but barely call like my ice maker. I, I, I Humble brag. <laughs> you know what my ice maker is? It's one of those like trays, trays, trays. that you put in, and uh, yeah, yeah that's got, my ice cube maker. I got trays. Yeah. I will tell you how good my ice maker and water in my fridge work. Um, so I have a GE fridge, and whoever like made it, they they well, I mean GE obviously, whoever designed Probably. it, um, ran the like the tubing that runs from your water into the freezer through the refrigerator door, right? But they didn't mm -hmm. like bother insulating that. So what happens is the water in that tube freezes <laughs> and makes it so it doesn't come out. You know how you fix that? You don't. Oh, no, you do. You stuff a piece of weed whacker cord down it. <laughs> and then when it I freezes, mean, yeah. you yank on the piece of weed whacker cord and it breaks the ice up. So, yes, I do have water in my refrigerator. I also have a piece of blue weed whacker cord that hangs out of it. <laughs> I'm just going to say that during the revolution clip, you're against the wall. Sorry. <laughs> 
fair enough. My my little rose on Twitter won't get me won't get me anything. Call nope. Damn. <laughs> oh well. <You're> class traitor. <laughs> anyway, I I'm excited to see where X Cloud is going to be running uh, like six months from now because I guarantee you're going to be able to go on Amazon and buy some weird thing that's written in like super sketchy English and it's going to plug into your TV and let you stream X Cloud to it. It's going to be great. Uh, all right, we got questions and when we have questions we make dylan do stupid voices because that's what we do hey yo Vinny, well you he's playing the fall guys right now right Watch now him on stream right you, now you could go to uh twitch.tv slash devinster and it's actually playing avengers but whatever i mean i hear the numbers for avengers have tanked like bad i imagine yeah just solely based on i guess people are finished with it Happens. All right. Vinny wants to know if your life depended on getting 100% on a specific video game quiz, what game would you pick for it? Um, and what are some fun facts about that game of your choosing? It isn't common knowledge. I guess I should have read that one more closely. <laughs> I, I honestly do not think there is a single video yeah. game that I could pick and get 100% on. I, I'm dead. Yeah. I, I'm one of those people who watch a TV show or watch a movie or read a book or play a video game and immediately forget. Like, I mean, literally Colby and I were talking about, um, the haunting at Bly Manor. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I am watching that show currently. <laughs> like I am, I am four or five episodes into it and he's like, it's this character. I'm like, and I will now go to the IMDB to figure out who you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that shows a good example because I'm literally watching it and I don't think I know all the characters' yeah. names just because I don't think the show does a very good job at, I don't know, separating them or giving them good memorable names it, or like it's actually very confusing. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because I'm that way for every, but I mean, if we were talking about, <laughs> I mean, it's every movie, every TV show, every book I've ever read. Um, like, I mean, if we were watching that movie, I'd be like, I don't know, the gardener lady and I don't know, the dude that was in iZombie. Um, yeah. like that's, that's just how my brain works. So, um, I, I do not think there is a video game that I could do this for. Um, I guess it would depend I, on the difficulty of the quiz maybe. Yeah. I think unfortunately I would probably pick like Grand Theft Auto, but I also think that would probably be one of the harder uh -huh. games just because of its scale and yeah. the types of questions they well, can ask you and the it, number of characters and the... That, that's the thing like i mean how difficult is it because if they're like you know who was the you know writer on yeah. grand theft auto 5 like no uh -huh. you know yeah. like that's a fairly simple question you know the head writer or something and i don't know so i don't know for our 200th episode we did do uh video game trivia and colby was very good at it so you know, yeah, that was just like general video game yeah. trivia, though. Yeah, I think specific games would be hard. Um, can you think probably of like the old? Go ahead. Probably the only thing that I could maybe do that with is the first seven seasons of The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. And even now, I'm not sure I could do that. Like ten years ago, yeah, like yeah. I could easily do that. That's the falls out of my head fast. Yeah. Um, can you think of any like? Do, can you think of a video game fun fact that uh, is is not super common knowledge that you know? Rockstar made a table tennis game. God, I love that. <laughs> it's called Rockstar Presents Table Tennis. It was a tech demo <laughs> for 
something. It was, and I don't remember what. I, I know yeah. you are right, though. I just don't remember what it was. I'm sure it's great. It's supposedly it's really is. good, actually. Yeah. 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 Um, let's see. Do I know any other wacky fun facts? The, f- the first Grand Theft Auto game was like a, a top-down uh, shooter. shooter. Like you played yeah, from yeah. above the buildings. That was kind of fun. Strife was the last game made on the Doom engine. That's true. Strife's a good game too, man. I like Strife a lot. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there are things I know, but again, those also fall out of my head. So it's all right. Uh, Big Chappie says, we're getting a new cat and they haven't told us its name yet. I love the idea that he is getting a cat and they're just like refusing to tell him the name. Like <laughs> they, the they know what the name Don't is. Learn. They're just not telling him if this cat's name sucks. What should we rename him? Kevin. Kevin is a very solid name for a cat. I uh, personally name everything regardless of what it is, either Ted or Steve. So I do like Steve. I vote for Steve. Steve's good. Um, Steve's a little bit problematic though, because I have done that for um, years. And so we named my kids um, giraffe. like stuffed giraffe that he had when he was a toddler, Steve. And now Carter has a hundred thousand Steve's and all giraffes are named Steve. And so that's a little confusing. So I don't know if you should name a cat Steve too. Also all of my dogs. How about cat Stevens? That's good. That's very good. All of uh, all of my dogs, like tennis balls, are also named Bob. I, I don't know why. They're just different colors of Bob. Like so, there's orange Bob and blue Bob and squishy Bob and fuzzy Bob and tennis ball Bob and I don't know. They're all named Bob. So a a uh, podcast I listened to one of the like hosts has a cat named Catrick Swayze. Oh, that's good. That's good. So. Catrick Swayze is really good. Um, you know, and I, I guess it depends on like the age of the cat too. Like, if it's a kitten, like you could probably rename it. But I'm, I'm kind of against renaming things that are already like, like. What if it's like really bad? Like, <sighs> here's your cat Himmler. Like, oh well, I can't. <laughs> so we named this cat after, uh, oh shoot, uh, Cthulhu guy's cat. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We we are really into the HP Lovecraft universe, and we heard what he named his cat. So here's your cat. Um, I my dog's name is Spade. Um, and when we got him, he was about two. And Cliff's black dog, is <laughs> yeah, named Spade. And you left out the important. I did. Part. Um, but he was already two and already had some behavioral issues. Um, and by I mean had like continues to have to this day. And so we couldn't decide if she'd rename a dog. But I'm like, I, like I don't. I don't know if that's racist exactly, but it feels like kind of racist adjacent at least, but don't name your cat spade. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Unless it's like a tabby. Yeah, that's, then fine. that's fine. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of naming animals f- names that are people names, but people names from like the twenties, like, like you could name a cat Maud and that would be okay. Or Gertrude. It's a he yeah. though. Uh, maybe, maybe like Bartholomew or George. Walter. Walter. Walter's a good name. See, you should just let my kid name your cat because it's going to be one of two things, something super normal or something you will never remember because it has too many consonants and things in it. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Either way, uh, Big Chappie, let us know what you end up either naming your cat or what your cat ends up being named. 
She she named her dog in Nintendogs Sopo. Oh, Sopo is a good name. Yeah, yeah. It's not a name. What what are what are your so like you've got Gus Gus Dylan? What are your other seventeen cats named? Doro. Oh, Doro's good. What is what does that mean? Something. I, it's my brother named that cat okay. ten years ago. When oh, we adopted right. Her and I we adopted it, so I don't know where that name comes from. Okay. Um, it's the male Dora, and. Right? Yes, but she is <laughs> she is a female cat, so it's fine. I mean, we had a um, duck named Max that we thought was male until he started laying eggs, so maybe it was you, that you, situation. You had a dog named Sam. I did right? have a dog named Sam that we had to change to Samantha once I gave her a bath and said, huh, she's missing a lot of important bits. Um, and then we had to reschedule her neutering because they actually needed to <laughs> spay her instead. <laughs> That's anyway <laughs> um and the little one is beerus which is the god of destruction in the dragon ball universe <laughs> i think that is a very dangerous thing to name a cat dylan <laughs> it's very fitting actually that's awesome love it she is a terror i love your cats all right princess megan wants to know uh, if you were transported into the last video game you played but unlike other transportation scenarios you are facing the final boss with your starter weapon and stats how do you survive um the last video game i played is a short hike um i do not believe there is a final boss but i'll be honest um i'm not necessarily especially after six months of um covid pandemic not leaving my house i'm not really sure i'm physically up for a short hike so the boss might actually be um cardiac arrest and i don't know if i can fight that with my starter weapon and stats i probably die it's a bummer that's a good answer my uh last game i played was ugly dolls <laughs> and there's no weapons in it because it's a kid's game I don't even know if there's a boss battle. So, um, you're okay. I don't know. Before that was where bees make honey and, um, there's no weapons in that. <laughs> and so what was the last game see. you played that had weapons, Colby bleed Two, um, which did not have upgradable weapons. So I did beat the last <laughs> boss with, um, my starting weapons, so I'm, I don't know. Good job, ma'am. Like you passed. Yeah. I die of a heart attack. Colby managed to pass it. How about you, Dylan? Um, Fall Guys doesn't really work. Nope. No weapons, no bosses. I am, I'm, I am a, a blob guy, um, but I also played Sea of Thieves recently, which is kind of... No weapon upgrades there, man. There's no stats. The weapons are all the same. There's kind of final. There are bosses. So, I mean, I would fare pretty well, I think. Good job, man. Because it's just, that's how it's built. I like it. We did well, Megan. Except I'm, for me. I'm not really at a disadvantage. I died of a heart attack. It was a bummer. I swear to God, we went to a we went to a corn maze the other day, and like that's the first time I've walked any sort of distance in a long time. We got lost in a corn maze for quite a while. I woke up the next day like, I'm, like, I'm kind of... A little bit sore from wandering outside for a little bit, so you just didn't run into the corner. More, jeez, man, I, I will not say that I got to a point where I was like, man, maybe we should just try and try and like you know eat our way out of here. But like, they, we got to, you get about halfway through the maze, and it's like you can take the Peter Cottontail path that just kind of leads you out, or like you can, you know, take the 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 long way or something. I'm like, I paid eight bucks for this corn maze. Like, I'm not gonna like take the Peter Cottontail path. And about a half hour later, I was like, we've made yeah. mistakes. We have made 
We've made mistakes. I can see where I need to be, but I don't know how to get there. Anyway, we got out eventually, but it was it was not great. But I got to... Luckily, it wasn't haunted. It was not haunted. It was during the day, which was smart. And I got to eat some apple cider donuts, which was also good. Ooh, that sounds... You know what's... So we bought some apple cider, too. Like some like fresh apple cidery cider. And made mm-hmm. it into apple cider floats, which are oh, delicious. Fantastic, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, cr- if it's brown and yellow, you got juice there, fella. <laughs> if it's tangy and brown, you're in cider town. Exactly. And it was cider, and it was delicious. All right, uh, Christmas Icon wants to know what is the greatest food concoction that you've ever made in the kitchen. <sighs> Does this imply something weird? I don't think it has to be weird. So I, I, nope. I will go first, and I will say I, I make two uh, unique food concoctions in the kitchen. One of them is uh, a grilled. Colby made this too, like so. Colby participated in this. Uh, a grilled cheese sandwich with. Uh, participated i made them colby made them i think i (laughs) for you i think i paid for the mozzarella sticks though no you didn't i picked them up on the way to your house at sonic this could be colby's answer but i'm going to use it instead grilled cheese sandwiches (laughs) with mozzarella sticks are dope and they will probably kill you the greatest concoction Cliff came up with was a food that I brought over and made for him. It was delicious. <laughs> Colby also one time made me funfetti waffles. That, that was going to be my answer. <laughs> the third thing that I... So all this just... <laughs> you can just abdicate this answer. Uh, the, the third thing that I make is actually a family recipe. It was a thing that Colby no, made. No, no. This is something that Tank made. My, my grandpa Tank made. Uh, is spaghetti and eggs. So... It's not a family recipe. Isn't it really? Oh, well, whatever. It is. I've actually been to a restaurant where you can get it. Oh, jeez, really? Yeah. Oh, I would eat that. Anyway, you take Dale's spaghetti and put a bunch of butter in a pan and put the spaghetti in the pan and then crack like an egg or two onto it. And you just kind of cook it until it kind of all dries out and it's delicious. So, yeah, spaghetti and eggs. It disgusts my family, but it's pretty good. So... Any other weird things that you've made that I haven't made, Cole, or vice versa? <laughs> that I haven't made for, for you? For me, yes. <laughs> I was going to go with uh, Funfetti Waffles, and that came from me going making Funfetti cake batter and going, I wonder if I can put this into a waffle maker, and it's, the answer that's, is yes. That's a good idea. It's a really good idea. Too. And then you put syrup yep. on it. Super. Because you know what makes cake better for you? Yep. Syrup. Yep. Real good. Love it. Uh, Dylan, do you make anything weird? Not not really that came to mind. The most recent thing I thought of was hanging out with my buddy, and he decided he wanted to make barbecue sauce that day. So he made up some barbecue sauce. But then we're like, well, let's smoke some chicken wings. And literally, they were the best barbecue like smoked chicken wings I've ever had. Huh. But we, we could not replicate it, though. The second time we tried it, they, didn't, they never came out the same way. Interesting. Don't you uh, hate that? But it was like... Better than any wing you'd ever had at a restaurant or anything. Huh. Like they were perfect. The sauce was great. Like, everything just happened to come together perfectly. Just crispy enough, saucy. The sauce was like cooked on there just enough, but still saucy. Oh, they were so good. I once made uh, spare ribs in the crock pot, and they were like the greatest things ever. And I've never been able to get them to taste like that again. 
And it's like, I don't know. I will say also you can make grilled cheese with um, fried mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. If you've so. ever had fried mac and cheese, like, it's really good. You used to be able to get us an appetizer at uh, Cheesecake Factory, and it's great. My arteries are clogged. Yeah, I'm going to die. I'm absolutely going to die. I love fried things. I really love fried things. So, I don't know. You can also, if you want to make hobo donuts, just go get some uh, rolls, like the uh, Pillsbury rolls. Put them in a little bit Mm -hmm. of oil, and then dip them in um, just sugar. Yeah, it's good stuff. Hobo donuts. You know, I think think that's actually the most disappointing thing to me about, like, fair food. Is, like, I love fried things, but fair food is fried so badly um, that it's not very good. I want to, like, make fried fair food at home, but also know that I should probably not, like, really... (laughs) get deep into frying things at my house like it's it's not safe oh it's great it's great yeah all right final question princess man socks uh who also i you know nah, we won't go there um if you have to choose one of one of the cat names we came up with is also the name of one of his children <laughs> i won't say which one <laughs> uh if you had to choose one ethnicity of food to live on for the rest of your life would it be german would it be italian would it be greek tex-mex or traditional mexican it would not be tex-mex because i'm not a huge fan um what, what nationality of food would you choose to live on the rest of your life yeah, we'd not choose American because that's what I lived on for the first twenty years yeah, I was of my life. Say, like, I'm doing pretty good on American. Yeah. Like, did you just hear me talking about making a grilled cheese with fried macaroni and cheese? <laughs> yeah, I. Uh... This is pretty tough. It is like it's hard to pick one. I, I will say, as a vegetarian, um, Italian is very vegetarian friendly. Um, Mexican is generally speaking very, very vegetarian friendly. <laughs> it's because it's just got cheese, cheese and everything. Oh, I love cheese, man. Like, I love cheese so much. Um, like, Cliff will not live past the age of 45, but, um, but I, I might actually think about going to something like Thai food or Indian food, maybe too. Um, but I've never actually, like, I mean, this is going to sound, um, you don't actually try the different. <laughs> you always get the same thing. Well, I, and like Cliff's gonna eat pad CU for yeah. the rest of his life. I mean, I've had, I've had. I think the thing is, is I do. I've had, I've tried a bunch of different Thai things, and I like all of them. I've tried some different um, Indian things, and I like all of those too. But I just really prefer pad CU and uh, uh, the cheese stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think this, the problem is, is like I've never figured out like what do other cultures eat for breakfast? Like, I mean, do they just eat do you remember, cereal? Do you remember the omelet I had at uh, the Thai place? Oh, yeah. But you know what that I mean? Is kind of a, it's kind of an interesting idea because you, you go to like an Indian restaurant, but you're not going to an Indian breakfast diner. Yeah. Like, yeah. is it is it like, what? yeah, I don't I don't. I don't have an idea. Some, some places I have an idea, but... And I mean, like, um, like what do you eat Mexican I, food for breakfast? Like... Yeah. <laughs> Churros. A churro taco uh, i like i just don't know i mean like obviously there are like like breakfast nachos chorizo and eggs yeah chorizo con huevos yeah i mean like is that the answer but also like i mean like mexican food three meals a day sounds heavy um <laughs> so i i don't know i don't know what these people eat like i it, it's it's absolutely on me like people uh, yeah these people um i i don't know what the people from those cultures eat for any meal besides dinner for the most part because that's the only time i eat those 
those foods? Like, what's Italian breakfast? I don't have any idea. So, I, I don't, I don't know. It's a breakfast pizza. Have you ever had a breakfast pizza? Yeah, they're God, good. They're I don't so think good. That's what they eat in Italy. <laughs> it's. Uh, I, I think that the sucky thing is, is like the only place I've ever had like a really good breakfast pizza is at um, Rainforest Cafe, which, first of all, authentic. It's super authentic. Um, second of all, like their food has gone from being like a place that like I'm like the food here is really good to going like this food is almost inedible and it cost me eighteen dollars. Um, and the one here closed, so whatever. I once stood in line for like 45 minutes behind the nephew of the guy who played Little John in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Wow. And he told me all about him. Huh. I think because he like, do you know an actor named, and I can't remember the dude's name now, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, actually I do. (laughs) And he's like, he's my uncle, and then told me a bunch of stories. I'm like, cool kid, you're like, seven I, we don't that's get no that's rolls that's my claim to fame we don't pay like, no tolls it's as close as i've been to fame <laughs> i was talking to the nephew of that guy i mean i think you could also say you dated a girl who paul newman may or may not have come to his house or their house on thanksgiving she, he actually i think he actually did. okay yeah with, with her it was very hard <laughs> in in uh um, um, I found this great website that says, um, what breakfast looks like in 50 countries. Oh, excellent. Let us know. What, what does it look like? Um, I mean, it would take forever to actually go through this. I was trying to see if there was a lot of it is like coffee and bread and a lot of like, maybe I'm down. I mean, that's a, looks kind of popular. A lot of it is, I mean, I don't think it looks far off from what we would eat. Like what like what you think breakfast is a lot of eggs and there is a lot of rice based things or um breads, cheeses, um coffee. I see eggs and peppers. I mean it would take forever to go through all 50 of these. Moral of the story is I'm hungry now. Super hungry now. Yeah, I, I like this. Looks all looks so good. All right. So the answer is food. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with American. I know that's boring, but like I love breakfast food. Um, like American yeah, breakfast too. food enough that I don't know if they're like, well, you can't have that anymore. I'm like, but but I can't get my chicken fried steak with gravy right. in. in See, I would eat know. that all meals a day. Well, breakfast, <laughs> like breakfast is just my favorite thing. What's uh, yeah. what's your favorite uh, breakfast food? I mean, I love chicken fried steak with Ooh, country gravy good, yeah. and like hash browns, and, hash and then you put the, yeah. the 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 gravy over the eggs and the hash mm-hmm. browns. Like I will. I I, I haven't eaten toast, that in twenty two years, and I can taste it. Mm-hmm. Oh, French toast is good. Waffles toast, are good. Biscuits. I made and gravy. pancakes the other day. They were good. I made biscuits and gravy this weekend, and it was fantastic. So I don't. Colby's gonna make fun of me because I will. <laughs> Used apple juice and. The mm-hmm. eggs were phenomenal, and God, it was delicious. There's a place in town that has the best uh, um, chicken fried steak breakfast, oh. and I'm just waiting for 
COVID, COVID to go away so I can <laughs> Colby needs a vaccine so he can go eat chicken fried steak. <laughs> <laughs> the there I I did once eat the quote unquote largest chicken fried steak in Utah. Yep, I, I was yeah. not there, but I heard the stories. My dad It was my, two pounds worth of chicken fried steak. My dad it yeah. uh I was sweating by the end and it was not my good. dad bragged about it. Like Colby had just like gotten called up into the NFL. It was, it was pretty great. Yeah. I also ate all the potatoes and the waitress said she had never seen anyone finish it. I always and figured that's... it was kind of like the, uh, the scene from, uh, the great outdoors. If you've seen that, I have, but not for a long yeah, time. There's reasons you can't see it. Yeah. All right. Uh, I really go ahead. I was gonna say I really miss living at home because my mom would make pretty good chicken fried steak because we they have one of the machines that you put the meat through and it just like really brutalizes it and makes it super tender. I can't remember what it's a brutalizer. Often, yeah, just whatever cute uh, like cubes the steak. Interesting and, or whatever. I so have never had homemade chicken delicious. fried steak. Oh, it's so good. You've had homemade chicken fried chicken. Yeah, chicken. Good. So My mom close. makes good chicken fried chicken. All right. Uh, cheap free games this month. Um, this is kind of the second wave of Game Pass games for the month of October. Uh, coming out October 15th, which is what, tomorrow? This is the day you listen to this podcast, yep. assuming that you are a rabid fan and listen to the podcast the day it comes out, I guess. Thank you to you. Uh, Age of Empires 3 Definitive Edition is going to come out on PC. Um, there's a game called Heave Ho. Uh, that is on the PC as well. It, um, you know, we played a game for Extra Life that sounds very similar to this. Do you remember that frog climbing game, Dylan? Were you here when we played that? What was that? I called? don't remember, but it was like this. We- but I remember, yeah, it. yeah, where you like individually control the limbs and try to climb. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. Yeah, I think that. Uh, that that's how kind of this works. And so you grab another hand, climb across dangling bodies and swing your pals to safely. I think the difference is the frog one was competitive. This one sounds like cooperative. Um, up to four players can, uh, you know, help these pirates try and, and climb this thing. It sounds kind of interesting. So it sounds like a good, like, couch co-op-y kind of game. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, Katana Zero comes out October 15th. That's on console PC and available for streaming on your Android Play device. That it's a, like a fast place like action platformer it always remind me reminded me of uh, hotline miami if hotline miami was a side Very scroller cool. yeah I'd, I'd like to try that it, it was one of my like kind of game of the years last nice. year it was great i i will probably play it again on the xbox because I, I played it on the switch i'm excited to try it uh tales of vesperia definitive edition is coming to console and pc that's a like a jrpg correct Yep. Also very, very yeah, good. It's been uh, digitally remastered as well. So uh, new playable characters, new stories, and more special attacks. So that's exciting. Uh, also coming out, the Sword of Ditto Mormo's Curse is coming to PC. I really, really, really wish this was coming to Xbox, but it is actually not available on the Xbox. So nothing there. Um, this is a, a like a action RPG that I've almost bought a handful of times. And the Mormo's Curse expansion um, just adds a bunch of new content to it. It's co-op. And I really want to try it. Um, I don't know. I might have to download that on the PC. We'll we'll see. Uh, also coming out October 15th. Um, October 21st, Scourgebringer is coming out, which is a uh, fast-paced uh, roguelite platformer. Um, they describe it as a crossbreed between Dead Cells and Celeste, which sounds like a lot of fun. It also probably means I will be terrible at it. Uh, October <laughs> 21st, that's on the consoles. Uh, Cricket 19, a game that I do not believe needs any more um like what do you say other than it's 
a cricket is this on, a a <laughs> on the it, Xbox? Okay, like for some reason I'm thinking that this is new and I'm like, why are they coming out with 2019? It's 2020. But then I realized this was Game Pass. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's cricket. I, I kind of like it because I might be able to like learn what the heck's going on in the game. So I worked um, for a long time with a bunch of folks that came over here um, from India and like, it, like cricket's huge in India and, and they tried for the entire time we worked together to explain cricket to me. And I swear to God, I don't understand anything more about cricket now than I did then. It is literally the most complicated sport in the entire world. Um, it's crazy. It, and it can go on for days. On the same time, though, I did have to try and explain the line of scrimmage to them in football, and they looked at me equally blankly. So maybe it's just a cultural thing. I don't know. Uh, finally, October 22nd, Superland is coming to the consoles as well. Um, save the red stick figure village in this first, this hit first person open world action platformer. So it can be fun too. Um, I don't know. I don't know anything more about it than that. It is the ultimate sandbox adventure game, apparently. Good for kids of all ages. Call you and Olivia can play that together. It'll be perfect. Yay. All right. Uh, came into the Epic Game Store this month, uh, or this week, I suppose I should say. It's Amnesia, A Machine for Pigs, which is uh, kind of a fun horror game. It's a couple years old at this point, and it definitely... Have you ever played a... Like, maybe... Dear Esther. Soma? And A Machine for Pigs is not a traditional amnesia game. Um, but, but I remember playing that game and thinking, like, man, like, a lot of these, like, paintings and stuff in this area all seem to repeat all the time. And I couldn't decide if it was just because they only had so many assets that they could use or if it was supposed to be scary. And I still don't know. So it's, it's fun. And it worked, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Did they do Soma as well? Or is that no, so uh, the company no. that made amnesia, um, the, like the, the, the first amnesia the game first, are yeah. the same people that did, um, Soma too, I believe. I don't remember what the name of that company is, but yeah, yeah, they're the same ones. Um, and then, uh, Kingdom New Lands is also coming, which is, man, the weirdest game I've ever played. I've played that and like the, the sequel to it a couple of times and it does not make any sense. It's like a, I, I don't even understand how it works. I wish I could give you more than that, but it's like a role playing game that is also a side scroller and it just does not make any sense at all. But people that like it really like it and people that don't understand it are me, I guess. So. That's what's coming out this week. Do you guys have anything else you want to talk about before uh, we adjourn for the week? I don't think Perfect. so. Play Katana Play Zero. Play Katana Zero. That's what Colby said. And uh, you should go to our website, bitemepodcast.com. You can find uh, all of our past episodes, fun stuff like that. You can also link to our Extra Life page from there because you should be joining our Extra Life team playing with us this weekend uh, or donating to us if you don't wish to play. We can always use uh, every little bit of help we get. I think it's it's one of those things that I think everyone who raises money says this but like literally if you have a dollar we will happily take your dollar. If you can make a dollar contribution every year, every uh, for every month this year, that's three bucks. If everyone who listens to this podcast donated three bucks that'd be like another thousand dollars. That'd be awesome. So uh, every dollar literally does count. Um if you can help us out there, that would be great. Uh, you can uh, 
join our Patreon, patreon.com slash bite me podcast. You can join our discord by going to bite me podcast.com slash discord. Come chat with us all day long. You can find us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.com slash bite me podcast and Dylan. Bite me. <laughs> <laughs>